You're listening to Triumph on St. Gabriel Radio. This is a show about healing from post-abortion, from people who have had an abortion experience in their past, and God's mercy and, and kindness and peace that can be showered upon those who take the time to go through a healing process. And Today I'm with my wife. This I'm Tim Welsh. I'm with my wife Joe. Hello. Hello. Um, and th- this is really a conversational show. It's one of those things that we started. I don't know three, two or three years ago, I suppose. And um, it's it's meant to, and we just have conversations that sometimes are are rather intimate. But, and it's not because there's anything special about us. It's not that there's anything special about our experience or anything, but although everybody's experience is unique, but we, we do so in a way that maybe there are listeners out there that might have the same experience or they might feel that, um, that are opening up and are being, being sort of brutally honest with each other on this, this, uh, little show we've got going, um, might help them a little bit. Yeah. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Might be elements of what we talk about, maybe that might spark somebody to explore getting some healing, working on some healing. So yeah, and uh, let's talk. I've just I've just crossed a a line that I I always say I I never should cross, and that is I I call it healing, and and I, I've never thought that that's ever the case. You know, no, and I. I think it's it's a mistake to call it uh, post-abortion healing simply because you're you're just never quite healed from it, are you? No, that's kind of the topic of that's the our, topic of the day of our conversation. Yep. Yeah, and you know it. I I don't. We we have talked in in earlier shows about the experience of a man who has an abortion experience or has participated in abortion and the experience of a woman and, and how they differ so dramatically. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not to say that, that men can't have a very profound experience and a very harmful experience, but sure. at the same time, it's just different. It's not, yeah. it's not good or better or worse or anything like that. It's just different. Yeah. And, I kind of liken it, you know, we've had a conversation over the last couple of, a couple or three days about, about how little things can kind of remind you, even though you feel like you're okay, little things can kind of remind you of your abortion experience and kind of bring you back to where, maybe not back to, to really acute um, anxiety or anything like that, but just bring you back, just give you a little twinge, you know? Yeah, kind of remind you, oh. I guess I have to keep working on that. Yeah, it's just, you know, and, and I th- this is not an equivalent, but um, the listening audience may remember or may not know or may know that I'm a recovering alcoholic. And they call it recovering alcoholic because you're never quite recovered. I'm, I will be an alcoholic for the rest of my life. And I know that if I take a drink today, I'll be right back where I was 18 years ago. That sounded like a door slamming. Did someone? I know. I think I bumped my book here. This is pretty sensitive stuff here in the studio. I know it's it's very professional. Yes. So anyway, and and um, so you know you you go through all this you go through all this this 
programming, and intense. you've been through virtually intense. every single one, right? Yes. I mean, Rachel's Vineyard. Well, not every single one, but I've been through several, and it's very intense. It's draining. I mean, it's like it's like therapy. If anybody's been through therapy, and you know, people want you to like rip off a band aid or pick at a scar or something. It's really it's a lot of fun, but um, it is intense. But it is so beneficial. It's worth it. But so each one of those. You, you've been through Living in Color as mm-hmm. a program. You've mm-hmm. been through Rachel's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. You What else have you been through? Oh, Healing Effects of Abortion-Related Trauma, which is something that PDHC mm-hmm. offered at one time. Um, Bethesda. Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just kind of, was, was it a combination of all of those that gave you some peace or was it any one that just seemed to really, because I, I, I. Yeah, I think really the living in color was by far my favorite. I mean, because we, it was a book and my personality, I needed to go through a book and check off the boxes. Okay, chapter one, chapter two. I wasn't. I didn't want to meander through it forever. Um, and the living in color is something where you do it. You you work through this book for 10 to 12 weeks. And it's intense. And there's a, there's a you know, it's, it's all spelled out there for you. And you go through it. And you participate by writing in the book and going through all the little exercises and it is very, and it's very good to do that. And um, in, in my personality, I needed that to know that we're starting this today and in 12 weeks, we're gonna be done with this program. That's just my personality. I didn't wanna spend three years going through the book, one book. Does that make sense? It does. Um but you probably spent three or four years anyway going through the various the various programs, right? I mean Right. Yeah. So I mean, even though I I just wonder how you feel about this comment that that even though you are a box checker, mm-hmm. you always have been. Yeah. Those those box weren't those boxes weren't fully checked, even though you thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. So why is that? Um, I did what I could do at the time. And then as I worked through, you know, the next program, I was like revelations. You know, they, they say all these things, um, you know, like you're peeling an onion, you know, there are many layers. Um, maybe you've got, you've built, build a wall around your heart or um, around your emotions, and then you have to break that down. And so there are many layers to post-abortion studies that you, that you do. Um, There's just, there's just a lot of layers. So I don't think you can really be completely not healed. I don't want to use that word either, but 
there's always more work to be done. I guess that's the best way of putting it. There's there's a road there's a road of recovery that sort of never ends. Yeah. And you, you might be you might be one mile down that road or you might be a hundred miles down that road. Yes. And yes. one way or another you may feel a little bit more recovered at a hundred miles than you will at one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. But you still you still have to go a, an indeterminate like yeah. longer. Yeah. 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 So you so what what ultimately what ultimately helped? I mean, what what was the what was the thing that uh, that actually made you feel like, golly, here I, I can I can do this? Because it was hard. I mean, I I remember us going through trying to figure out what you could do, and I remember that was just hard. I know that that you know to walk into Bethesda, for instance, it. To, that door weighs about seven hundred pounds. You yeah, know, to definitely. pull it open, it's definitely. it's a it's a hard door to open. Well, and in, or any walking into any post-abortion kind of um, group because you don't know who's going to be there, and you have this like, oh, somebody might know me. Well, yeah, and they're there for the same reason yeah, you they're are. Afraid, but... They're afraid you might know them too. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but. Um, it's very hard to make that first step and and really just taking the first step is is the hardest but it that helps in a in and of itself taking that first step helps uh, but I think um once I you know you're in a group setting with these and and I think probably when I started um, going through the the sessions and with other you know I was leading a group and I, I think that probably is um, where I got the most benefit because um, you're hearing, you're working, you have a really strong, close relationship with the women that you're helping. And um, you're, you're, all, you're going through it again with them and you learn so much um, from other people and people bring wonderful insights that maybe you don't even haven't even thought about, and uh, it just helps you, keeps you grounded, sort of in that um, kind of process. Giving back is always it always brings it back to you. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. The more you give, the more you get. Right. Kind of. Yeah. And that's a that that's a good thing. So. So how did you know, like, what, what what were the emotions you went through and how did you know that you were really on the road? You know, because, I mean, the first thing is to get on the road. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes you were just kind of like walking alongside and thinking, oh, I'm just fine. But then when you realize you've got, you need a little bit of help, you got to, yeah. you got to hop in and, and you may be in the passing lane, you may be in the slow lane, but you got to be on the road, right? Right, yeah. Um, and I think everybody um, deals with that or, or, or kind of takes bite-sized pieces where they can. But um, I, I really, I found the Rachel's Vineyard piece very helpful, but that, ha that was after I'd been through a study. I, I don't recommend that like right out of the gate. That's, that's, that's hard. Um, but just 
um, getting comfortable with a group and getting comfortable with a, a series, a book that you like, um, and being shown a path is very helpful because you're just kind of floundering. And once you see there's a pattern and there's a path and there's a roadmap, so to speak, then you're like, okay, I'm going to work this because at the end I'm going to have some kind of uh, a sense of better feeling about myself and, and, and family and, and everything about an abortion. That's not to say that, that's not to say that, I mean, we both know people who have been working on uh, an abortion, a post-abortion program for decades. Right. I mean, that's not to say that one size fits all or anything, because like no. to your point, we, you have, you, you yourself kind of bounced around and, and found what was comfortable for you. Yeah. And yeah. others probably need to do the same thing. Yeah. And I think people that are still working on it, um, just very in, intently, maybe they're, maybe they're there to help other people. Maybe that's, you know, that's probably more their role than, um, than actually working through it for themselves. But again, you, you get revelations about things all the time. Um, so it's, it doesn't end. Um, and I, and I think probably when you maybe aren't in it, working in it for yourself, you kind of, I mean, in my experience for me, I, I've, I've, I felt like I was in a really good place and then, you know, things come up in my relationship with you or friends and I realize, uh, maybe I, maybe, maybe those patterns that I had before the healing session were, were really like patterns that I was raised with. So I know that's vague. Oh, it's not vague at all. In fact, it brings up a whole lot of other questions. So I will, oh, uh, I will just say you're listening to Triumph on uh, St. Gabriel Radio. I'm Tim Welsh, and this is Joe Welsh. Uh, Joe and I have been married for 45 years plus, and uh, we have an abortion experience in our past, and, and we like to share uh, the, the process that we've both been through to, to get to where we are today, which is, which is even more... Uh, loving and caring for each other, I think. At least that's my perspective. <laughs> um, so, uh, and God's healing and, and mercy as yes. as a result of Absolutely. all this stuff. Because that, that's the uh, you you, I'm you can't you can't get through that without without some relationship with God. Yeah, I, absolutely. I don't, you know, I don't know it, how you do it, but I'm yeah. You, From you my gotta, perspective, you got to have God in. Yeah, it. yeah, you do. So anyway, so let's get back to um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about was, you know, what kind of what there are coping mechanisms, right? I mean, you what kind of coping mechanisms did you use to kind of get through, especially in the early part of it? Because you had to have found something. I mean, you know, I, I for instance, well, 
It's not about me. Yeah. Um, music. I, you know, I, I love music. So, um, that was kind of a, a way for me to kind of disengage maybe from things that were bothering me or things I was going through. Maybe I didn't have an answer for, and I needed just a break. Um, journaling has always been good for me to just to write down, just to kind of throw up on the page, not really throw up on the page to, I, I knew that <laughs> I just wanted the audience to well, know. Um, throwing up on the page doesn't seem therapeutic to me at all. Um, but you know, just to write it, just, <laughs> just to write it down, um, going for a walk, just being silent, maybe sitting in a favorite spot, um, sitting in the sun where it's just warming you. And these are all things I still like, by the way. <laughs> but I mean, it, it helps you kind of just take a step back and go, you know, breathe, help you to breathe a little bit. Breathing, that's important. Breathing, Gotta do breathing that. helped. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. Um, so... So those are some of the mechanisms that that you um, you use. But then you you reference relationships, and and I'd like to for the for the little bit we've got little bit of time we've got left. I'd like to sort of dig into that if you're if you're up for okay, it. I'm okay, I'm nervous. Yeah, I know <laughs> you and me, you and me both. Well, I'm always nervous for this thing, but but we get through it because we care about um, helping others. Yeah, is that right? Absolutely. Um. So you kind of get this, you, you kind of get this feeling that every now and then you expressed just a couple of days ago that you get this feeling every now and then that possibly you get a little twinge of something. I mean, something comes up and you realize, golly, I'm not really quite there yeah. and I still have a lot more work to do or even maybe just a little more work to do. Yeah. It's kind of when you have that, um, that what is it the fear or the the flight you know fear response it's flight or fight fight or flight i'm the flight person let me just okay i need to get away from this um so i can't remember what we were talking about the other day that we um that brought this all up well, you were, you were talking about how the abortion experience has um, um, affected your relationship, being able to, to hold on to friends, being able to uh, yeah. make new friends, uh, what the expectation of friendship is, your sort of distorted view of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... I guess in light of that, I've, I have always struggled with having friends, like having girlfriends. Um, but, and, and, and this is my perception of it, um, because I get to a point with a friendship and I'm like, okay, uh, where are we going? How, what do you, what do you require of me? And I'm not always willing or able to accept those requirements or live up to those requirements. And maybe everybody's like this. And I don't know, we were discussing, I don't know if that was like the way I was raised 
that I was not taught how to do that, how to communicate, um, how to communicate with a friend and kind of work through, oh, we have a disagreement, how to work through that. I'm definitely going to go, oh, there's a conflict. I need to run, run away. away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I don't know if I was raised that way. And then it was exacerbated by my abortion experience where I didn't really know how to handle a lot of things and um and you know not not being able to make a decision about things i think this was one of the things i remembered is you know like i'm the kind of friend that if you go hey let's go skydiving i'll be like yeah okay but i would never like initiate that I'm not an initiator in a relationship. I am just whatever you want to do. You want to go on a retreat? You want to climb a mountain? You want to go on a 15-mile hike? You want to do whatever? I'm I'm there for you. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. But I never have the confidence to initiate that. And I wish everybody could see how much I'm talking with my hands right now, too. That would be just perfect. But um, I just, I, I just, these, these revelations are all just coming to me. I'm just, I'm just. You're free associating. Yes. Thank good, you. Good, good, good. So you, you're sometimes, you, you have some conflicts in relationships and, and that you think that at least has some uh, correlation to your abortion experience, whether it's nature or nurture, it's, it's sort of the, the abortion experience has added to that. Right. In your opinion anyway. Yeah. And you're, you're afraid of what might happen with a relationship once you allow it to get too deep. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like you're going in the deep end of the pool and you really don't know how to swim. Yeah. 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 So I'll just swim away and disappear. (laughs) Just keep walking into the baby pool. Sit, yeah. <laughs> sit with all the little kids. I can handle that. Yeah, they don't expect much. that. Can be, that can be fun, but part of it is: do you do you feel like um, the abortion experiences is unique? I think in the American culture, not only for the the obvious reasons, you know, you're ending the life of a child and and the the moral stuff, but it's a shameful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even though, uh, particularly for practicing Catholics, you know, it's just, it's just, it's wrong. It's wrong <laughs> and it's shameful, you know, and it makes you kind of feel like you're not worthy of those friendships. Yeah. 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 That I build on that. Yeah. 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 This is, we still have three minutes to go, dear. I mean, okay. No, I mean, it's, it's a, um, and that, that's perfectly understandable. Yeah, because I never wanted to be that open about who I am um, because I didn't want anyone to judge me. And you're going to make me cry. Um, I didn't want anyone to judge me by that action. So, therefore, most of my friendships have been at arm's length. Yeah. And 
and it's a, it's a very controversial um, arena in the American culture. Yeah, that if if it comes up in conversation with somebody who may be a new friend or who may be a, a prospective new friend and they happen to favor the abortion right and they say, oh yeah, I, you know, we ought to have it all nine months, the whole deal, yeah. taxpayer funded, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's a very hurtful conversation for you. Yes, that that causes me a lot of anxiety and and, and it kind of, it kind of ruins the relationship that could have been there yeah, for me. Yeah, It's hard for me to get come back from that when so, I hear that. Well, it would be hard for anybody to come back from that. Um, and some people would handle it in a different fashion. Some people would stand toe-to-toe and say, listen, this ain't anything. This isn't what it's all, all it's cracked up to be. Right. You know, I know because I've been through it, you yeah. know. But I'm hesitant to, like, lay that out there because maybe they were just, you know, we're just having coffee and then all of a sudden I'm <laughs> giving them my whole life story and they're like, whoa, yeah, it's not really what I was in for here, Joe. Yeah, just, I just wanted coffee. <laughs> I just wanted coffee. <laughs> yeah. So I have a hard time discerning how far to go with that. So That's perfectly understandable. And, and you made a, a, a comment, you know, that, and you and I work together Mm-hmm. And so there are times when I, I will say to you periodically, it seems like once every couple of weeks, make a decision, you know, because yeah. you're, you're sort of hesitant to actually make a decision sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, made one. That, well, that's what I'm and getting that's, at. That was a bad decision. <laughs> so now I always second guess my decisions. Like, yeah. uh, this isn't quite the same deciding, um, how you many know, diapers to order? How many diapers to order is not really ending the life of a child, but um, you know that that decision was not didn't work out very well for me. So, um, got about forty seconds. Any closing remarks? Um, thanks for ripping that scab off again. <laughs> This is always a good time for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. I'm, yeah. yeah. Well, welcome aboard. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to Triumph on St. Gabriel Radio. Something, I, I, I hope that you heard something that can benefit you. That's the whole reason we do this. And, and we will uh, hope that God showers his grace and peace on every listening body today. Thanks a bunch for joining us. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Who better?